Hello everybody and welcome to Season 3 of the True Crime Banter Podcast. The podcast team are bringing you your dose of murder relaxation, so just sit back and enjoy. I completely <laughs> forgot what our intro even sounds like, That's let alone so sad. the fact that I was the one that made it. Hello, also, everyone. Also, fucking hello to every one of you beautiful fucking people out there. Whoa. I am so glad to be back. It just now hit me, like right in this minute. In this moment? In this very, a moment very like moment. This. Some people wait a lifetime for oh, a And now we're <laughs> and officially now. back. The terrible <laughs> Hello, jokes. everybody, and welcome back to Hi, season my three My sweet still. little angel babies. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So... Um, I'm alive, you're alive. People have been asking if we're alive. <laughs> yes, and I've been replying saying... I, I hate to no, say No, you have not. No, no, you have not. I have not. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some things. I got a new job since the last time we recorded. Right before. Literally, literally, literally is what I'm trying to say. You got a job right before we got fucking married. Oh, yeah, we did yeah. that too. We got married. That was Yeah, that was a thing. Fun. Yeah, we did that. And uh, that's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I think I think that's it. I think that's it, but I think but people could understand. But that whole getting married thing was kind of a lot. Yeah, I mean, so like, we, especially because we only did it in like six months, which most people pretty, have like a year to plan. So yeah, so kudos to you, pretty much. Yeah, I basically I did everything. <laughs> but but I, I showed up, so I you did, did a pretty good job. That's like the most male thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, at least I showed up. Yeah. Anyways, uh, enough about us. Um, actually, <laughs> not not enough about us. You wanted to say. What? I guess you just oh, wanted to yeah, yeah, yeah. say I, hi to everybody. And I guess, I not like really shout outs. Cause no, not, I mean, they are kind of shout outs, but okay, well. just people reaching out. And I think since we've been doing this for, I don't want to say like so long, but a couple of years now. I mean, over a year, now, yeah, a couple, year and a half. We're, we're coming up on two years. That's true. In October. Which is weird, yeah. Um, but people, after all this time, we just kind of went MIA. There was, <laughs> yeah. I think if we were a bigger podcast, um, I think we would have had Oh, we would have had episodes banked. We would have either, you know, taken a hiatus that would have been mentioned or like maybe not taken a break at all. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that like I, we would have had some time to tell you and it just happened. There was no like, oh, we're going to be off doing this. It just kind of happened. And obviously this is where like this big break came from. So we had some people reach out super sweet that were like, hey, are you guys okay? And are you alive? And what's happening? Because we just fell off the face of the planet. Um, and then once they found out we were like wedding planning and getting married and shit. Everyone was so nice. Yeah. Um, but our OG, Nikki oh, Burrow. Nicole. What's up, girl? 
And then Michelle Smith, amazing. Love her. Another so OG. great. Mm-hmm. And then Adriana Nicole, she was great too. We have a couple others that were so great. Love it. You guys were so sweet reaching out and just asking if we're okay. Where are the episodes? Yeah. And then once we, again, like I said, when we were, or when I said, because I'm the Instagram person, when I said, yeah, as much as my heart wanted to be doing this, I'm like a private nanny and summertime. I have both kids full time, no school, full on activities all day, every day, play dates and gymnastics and soccer and so many things. My normal free time to write episodes, research, whatever, nap time, all these things are fucking gone. It's yeah, all spent yeah, traveling with snacks and play dates and birthday parties and going to the fucking zoo and all these things. And then on top of that, wedding planning, Riley getting a new job. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, was really hard. It was a lot. We definitely yeah. picked a great time to just be like, let's just yeah throw ourselves to the wolves i guess yeah so anyway everybody's so sweet thank you so much i've already failed in my first goal which was making this intro very short (laughs) so (laughs) we're off to a terrible start but everyone that knows us will be fine with it it's cool that's true that is true and uh we do have some banter today Mm, yes you're right yeah so let's try and keep it short Okay, okay we'll try to keep it short i'll tell i guess people how this came about um Obviously, we yeah, because even I don't know. We got married. <laughs> I think there's there was there's a couple of things that kind of brought this up. Um, we got married. I don't know if we've told people that. Wait, what? It was like a week before the wedding, right? And we had to pick like the, our final songs that we wanted to like. Yeah, I waited really long to do that. Yeah, we, no, we were on top of it. We we really we. Were, I love all the yeah. we's and no, this. listen. <laughs> but um, in that time of us like having to go through songs of picking songs we were also watching a lot of ufc fights well that's what we do anyway it wasn't like extra but but there was a time where like the pay-per-views were like really good to watch so like i feel like we got really invested yeah really quickly like it just one pay-per-view to the next to like yeah who was the who was the fight right before when we were at dave and busters Uh, who was that oh that was the uh, that was the the one that we were like jake paul and nate diaz that's right the whole place was crowded yeah so yeah we kind of realize that, like, they have, wa- not realize, but they have walk-up songs or walk-out songs. And I kind of asked you, what would your, like, ideal walk-out song be if you were in the UFC or some boxing, and fighting? we discussed that or, some people have chill ones true. and, like, funnier ones. And then we have serious ones that people have. Yeah, because baseball does it, too. They have walk-out songs. Yeah. And, Granted, those are 10 seconds long. Yes. Yeah. But... You're right. I mean, especially in baseball, you see it where people just pick songs that they like. Yeah. And so <laughs> I I asked you to pick two songs, one chill song, one kind of funny or like, no, I guess one in the zone song, one funny song. Yeah. And then you couldn't narrow it down. No. And honestly, if I had more time, I would have probably had 20 of each. Yeah. I just, there's a lot of music in the world, but... So Am you I have, going first? Yeah, yeah. You got okay. two. Or maybe we can alternate if you want. Basically, we pick two like, we can alternate. lighthearted songs. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll go with my, like, this is my serious one. Okay. You can't see me, but everyone, but I'm doing air quotes. My serious song. She's not really doing air quotes. Yes, I am. It's called uh, Who Made Who by ACDC. Okay. Yeah. All right. I yeah. could definitely see how they're. Yeah. They could get you, like, pumped up. Yeah. They amped. have so many songs. I just love that song. It's like. 
yeah there's a whole backstory but yeah i love that song okay that's a song riley knows i have songs that i don't let myself uh drive yeah drive to in the car because i go too fast that's one of them yeah that's mine what's your serious one Oh, one of my serious ones. Also, you guys, uh, we have not discussed this before. No. This is all brand new information. No, in fact, we yeah. we were going to discuss it. We were like, but I said no. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first serious one is "92 Explorer" by Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> just a song, and I, okay. I the way I pick these songs, my two quote unquote serious songs are like the ones when I'm in the gym that I'm just like, you get kind of in like a not like flow state, but just like. Yeah, Chilling, that's how I too, feel too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All okay. right. So you have. Are you gonna do another? Yeah, and then I fucked this up because oh, earlier, gosh. two seconds ago when you were singing, I realized I let it slip when I was started humming "American Woman" by Lenny Kravitz, and then you started singing. It. Oh. I realized I was singing it because that was my song that I was gonna say, <laughs> and then you started singing. I was like, "Fuck." That was okay. my song. So All I right. love that fucking song. And that's like another one of your like. Yeah. When go, I'm go, driving, go. Like, it's the, I'm yeah, I this. just love it. I know it's so stupid, but I American love that fucking, I know by Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. I fucking love it. Okay. I love it. I don't know. All okay. right. Well, I mean, I guess my like second uh, in the zone type song is another one at the gym. And this one, I don't think a lot of people are going to connect to, but it's Remind Reminder by The Weeknd. I don't know that one. If you listen to it, you're like, okay, I can kind of get like a groove vibe okay. to it. But this like, is your serious one. You yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But this is one. That just like, I don't know, when I first listened to it, it like gave me a weird confidence about myself. You don't have so to explain like, no, it to me, dude. I fucking know. Like there's some songs that I'm like, listen, just trust <laughs> yeah, me, okay? Yeah. It hit something. I don't know what it was. Yep, yeah. And it just stuck. Yeah. Okay. Right. So now you have your fun ones too? Oh, yeah. yeah you I just got have it. one? I got two fun okay, ones. Okay, cool. Okay. So my first fun one, but also one that still like makes me want to fucking like get groovy Okay. Um, if anyone that doesn't know this, I'm like, grew up on Jim Croce. He's like my fucking guy. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. But this song is called Rapid Roy. And it's I know n- we've listened to this it's before. It's not one of his bigger ones, but I fucking love it. And it just makes me just fucking so giddy. I love it. Okay. okay what's yours? So I'm, I'm actually having trouble. I know. Okay. Maybe I can help. What is it? No, I, I forgot my second one is it'll okay. come back to me hopefully That's before right. yours we can post on instagram um, the next one that i'm just like you know what i want everybody to be like enjoying it and you're gonna know why and maybe it's i'm just gonna be enjoying it but i'm thinking everyone else is enjoying it oh <laughs> uh, this sounds about right it's okay jumper by third eye Blind. oh of course <laughs> that's okay though i love it, that it's just one that like it gets me just no up, i love it i just feel so good anytime i put that's it on. when i turn on my like 90s 2000s pandora that yeah. comes on i'm like oh fuck yeah yep even yeah. in the snow all my windows come down i love it <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i also just remembered my second fun oh good fun song so Please. i'll save it till the end oh okay you mean after me not uh, the end the end yeah yeah <laughs> my second one slash last one for the fun one is this one my whole life it's always made me get groovy. It's oh Dancing boy. in the Dark, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, okay. Every single yeah. time. Yeah. Love it. Classic. Yeah, that one does just have like a... Yeah, it has something, which it <laughs> holds up throughout the years. Right? Nope. That's okay. It's okay. No. <laughs> that's not it, is it? <laughs> that's uh, I'm, on I'm on Fire by Bruce Springsteen. But you got the artist right. do 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 That was good. So... <laughs> yep. You got my, it. My... 
my you're doing song good. is I'm on fire, but no. No, no it is, is it? <laughs> No Hands by Waka Flocka. Oh my. And I only know, remember God. this song <laughs> because we were listening to what, uh, what was it called? Recession Pop that is on Spotify now, which mm-hmm. is when we grew up. Yeah, in that genre era. No, that was a good out, uh, good playlist that you found. Yeah, yeah. If you grew songs up, songs were questionable. Playlist was crazy. <laughs> you were born <laughs> in like the late '80s, early '90s, and so you like went to high school in the mid 2000s mid to late 2000s. Yeah. If you look up recession pop on Spotify, it is uh, very nostalgic. I think oh, every song yeah. is pure nostalgia. I think we only got through like. Like 20 of them. A like part of just, the playlist and every song had a story. It's 11 like, hours long. Yeah. And every so. song was like, you know, you had a story. Oh, like, my god! Or I was like, I was at a party when the song happened and someone got shot or whatever yeah. it was. Like, <laughs> everything has a story behind it. Good times. No, it's good. Yeah. So. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw no hands on right now while we go. No. <laughs> failed miserably at this quick intro oh but my that's goodness. okay you know what we're hopefully those who missed us are okay with it that's what i'm going with i'm just trying to prove to people that we're not dead well we're really proving it <laughs> <laughs> we're too alive right well now. <laughs> then uh what do you say we just hop into the case let's then? do because it because i think that's probably what most of the people are here for yeah they're fucking waiting for it All this right. one was a uh, one that i chose that very much has to do with weddings for a reason so uh, yes that is correct. This is the most coordinated I get, so. <laughs> we did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we did it. Uh, this is the case, they call it the honeymoon murder. Mm-hmm. Which has been used for multiple cases, but this one is Scott Rostin and Karen Waltz. So, here we go. Those who knew Karen Waltz had nothing but great things to say. She was sweet and caring, and while she was known to be a tad naive, as one coworker would describe her, she always meant well and was someone you always wanted to be around. She was only in her mid-twenties, but the young masseuse was dedicated to living a healthy lifestyle, keeping herself active every day with 10-mile walks, ballet, and even practicing Tai Chi when she had time. And with all these great qualities, it was only a matter of time until she met somebody who also saw all the great things about her. That came in 1987 when she met 35-year-old Scott Rostin, a good-looking chiropractor who came in for regular massages where Karen worked in Florida. Scott had suffered a bad fall after slipping on a banana at a mall, and massages were part of his physical therapy recovery. After a while, all the time they spent together blossomed into something more, and they eventually began dating. Another coworker said that Karen hadn't really grown up with much. Her family was loving, but they never had a lot. So when Scott came along, She saw his wealth as a means to live a nicer life than she had before. But as enticing as Scott's income was, Karen was the one pumping the brakes on the relationship. Things were fine, but she just felt like it was all moving a little too fast. 
The pair dated for about a year and a half, and over that time, Scott proposed three times. For whatever reason, the third time stuck, and Karen said yes. She wanted to do things the right way and wait for a formal wedding, but Scott must have been convincing because one day, the pair announced that they had eloped in Vegas. Later, her mom and dad were interviewed and said that when they met Scott for the first time, he brought flowers and expressed his love for their daughter, but her mom wasn't so sure. She said he was a little too perfect, said all the right things, no hair out of place. It was all just a bit off, but they put their feelings aside and wished Karen and Scott a lifetime of happiness. When it came time for the honeymoon, the two agreed a cruise would be a great way to celebrate. And on February 4th, 1988, the pair departed from California on the MS Star Dancer, headed for a romantic trip to Mexico. All was well until it wasn't. Nine days later, on February 13th at 3 a.m., Scott came racing into the ship's security room, frantic and rambling about how his wife had fallen overboard. The crew wasted no time and ran to look over the side, only to see no sight of Karen in the water anywhere. They stopped the ship and attempted a water search, but they couldn't find Karen anywhere around the ship. While determined searchers were out working hard, Scott was back on board being questioned by the captains, and he had a story for them. According to him, the pair were jogging on the top deck early that morning. With them both being such active people, they decided to use the track on board the ship to get some exercise in. As Scott tells it, Karen was a little ways ahead of him rounding a corner when a giant gust of wind knocked her over the side railing and he wasn't able to catch her in time. Immediately, the captain's ears perked up. The ships were all equipped with the technology to detect strong winds, currents, and any other weather irregularities. They have to know all of these things because it keeps everyone on board safe, helps them navigate safely, you know? Yeah, they can... Yeah, they would have known if there was any crazy fucking winds going on. Especially they would have told a human couldn't yeah. stop themselves from falling. They would have told everyone to stay inside. So they were like, no, we would have known about that. They went back and looked at the highest the wind had gone that evening. And they didn't find anything over like five miles an hour. Hmm, shocking. Yeah. Exactly. But Scott was adamant that the wind was crazy and he was sticking to that story. The captains listened closely, but they were definitely sketched out by this. They knew the railing was about four feet tall, and with Karen being about five feet tall, she would have slammed into it, not toppled over it. Dur Let me guess, the, the wind... It was like an upward gust yeah, of wind, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And she was just wearing really like her, her loose-fitting shirt that Yeah, day, so exactly, parachuted. God. During their conversation, the captains noticed triangular gouges on Scott's face, along with a four-inch scratch. But when asked, he conveniently remembered that he had been hit on the head with the control box when he was lunged into it trying to grab Karen oh. as she was going over. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. All right. But when they went to inspect this control box, there was no sign of blood or hair on it or anything like that. And then on top of that, there was not even any sharp corners on it. It was like rounded edges. 
So it, none of this was fucking adding sounds up. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. So, of course, this only added to their suspicion. And now, after being called out with all this evidence against him, Scott said he couldn't remember how he got the injuries. Because of the head injury. Right. From the super sharp corners. Yeah. And he couldn't recall what made his wife fall overboard now. He said he didn't remember seeing it. (sighs) It wasn't until later that same afternoon that any hope was squashed. Karen was found nearly 30 miles away in San Diego, being kept afloat by air trapped in her clothing. Experienced searchers thought this was weird, because if she had gone into the water alive, she would have struggled or been swimming, and any air trapped in her clothes would have escaped due to the movement. So detectives surmised that she must have been unconscious or dead when she entered the water. If her clothing wasn't suspicious enough, injuries found on Karen were telling a story of their own. Signs of hemorrhaging in her neck and eyes, along with bent neck bones, told investigators that manual strangulation must have been involved. Back on the boat, they even found some of her hair that had been ripped from her head, and a discarded earring of hers nearby on the fall site. The detectives knew something was up, and as they talked to other passengers, more and more people were coming forward with stories that painted the happy couple in a whole new light. Accounts varied, but the consistencies were there. One couple who dined next to Karen and Scott said that Scott had belittled Karen about eating sweets and made fun of her for not knowing which utensils were used for what. Another witness said he saw Scott arguing with a woman right before he had reported his wife missing, and multiple other people had seen them in obvious fights during the nine days on board. None of this was looking good for Scott, who had been playing the role of grieving husband this entire time. That came to a swift end when he was promptly arrested in Long Beach, California. He was then detained, without bail, awaiting trial. It wasn't too long before news spread and suddenly the couple's twisted love story was top headlines everywhere, with the most popular title being the love boat murder. When his day in court had arrived, it was clear him and his defense attorney had been hard at work because the new story they had was quite the tale. For this story, though, you need a little bit of background on Scott, so don't worry, I'll make it fast. You should know this information comes from Scott himself, from a book that he wrote, which no surprise to anybody, sold uh, one copy. The book promptly called, I guess, Nightmare in Israel. This part of the story was really hard to verify. There isn't a ton of info out there, so get ready. It's going to sound like a wild movie pitch idea, but here we go. He grew up in the Bronx, the son of a chiropractor. And when college time came, he followed in his father's footsteps, graduating from chiropractic college in Georgia. But for whatever reason, he wasn't actually licensed here in the U.S. So when he was in his 20s, his father and him had traveled to Israel to see if they could open an unlicensed chiropractic clinic together. You know, make some money. 
but unfortunately they were unsuccessful. This is where it gets really fucking weird. He claims while in Israel, he got involved with the Israeli mafia, disguised as a Hasidic Jew, and they forced him to take part in a robbery. Something went wrong and he got caught and was thrown in Israeli jail. He claims he was able to make it out by tricking the jail into thinking he was mentally ill by sucking his thumb and acting as an eight-year-old. He was then placed in a mental hospital in Israel, and this is when he says he witnessed a plethora of human rights violations, including extreme torture. And after he got out, he had now seen and witnessed all these terrible things the government was doing to its people. Scott even said that the Prime Minister of Israel himself was scared that Scott had seen all of these things and knew about it. He somehow got out of the mental hospital and made it back to the States with his father, where the both of them settled in Florida. This is when he decided to publish his book, but he couldn't find a publisher, so he paid for all of it out of pocket and sold literally one book out of 1,000 that he had ordered himself. I'm going to be honest and cut in here real quick. Mm -hmm. That's more books than I've sold, so... That's true, me too. Yeah, I guess I am being a hater. (laughs) Not too long after this, he claims that he was at a mall, another mall. Dangerous. Yeah, bananas just malls just stay away the mafia while he was at this mall two men had kidnapped him stating that they were israeli agents but he says luckily he was able to grab a gun nearby and get out of the situation Mm. his parents believed him and defended him till the end everyone else had a hunch it was a publicity stunt to sell more books maybe get up to two or three copies sold So with all that lovely and super true information you now have, Scott's new story was that his book had been so scary and threatening with all the information from the Israeli government that Israeli assassins had followed him and his new bride onto their honeymoon cruise, waited a total of nine days on board until they were randomly jogging at 3 a.m. on top of the ship, and then assassinated just his wife and threw her overboard. And after they called bullshit on his first story, he says he was drugged by assassins, so that's why his next story was made up and he got confused and he didn't know what was happening. I mean, there's... I get it, you know? No, you don't. None of us do. Nope. But don't worry, you'll be glad to know that nobody bought this and he was sentenced to life in prison. However... There was an appeal, and years later, after some examining was done, it was seen that Scott had received the max punishment for someone that was convicted of first-degree murder, and he was only convicted of second. So this was switched and changed to 30 years in prison. And at this point now, in 2017, he was released. Where he is now, we have no idea. And that is where the story ends. I wish it went on more. I know. I would love to... I know. I don't even know what to... Especially because the defense was so insane. It seems like all of the story comes from the defense and then all of a sudden, like, oh, he's free. The the idea that, like... I mean, let's be honest here. (laughs) If he's using a book that he wrote as his uh, actual... So... The book he wrote was based on 
his own personal experiences yeah. in Israel. Yeah. And the fact that he wrote the book exposed to the world that he knew all this dangerous stuff that Israel was doing and mm-hmm. that there's bad people. Yeah. And like you said, he so they traveled to Florida. Followed they tracked him, him in, down. Now, the one copy of his book that sold must have been to one of the assassins. It had to have been had to, to the have leader. The to only that, that one. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even buy his own book. Someone else did. It, yeah. I w- listen, if this is real, if, if he, so he got a, he got jumped at a mall in Florida by two Israeli agents. This is really? before, before she came along. It was about the year before he met her, before he met Karen. I, if that's real. Okay. I'm terrified. If yeah. Israeli agents are coming after me for the book I wrote, yeah, and they found me, mm-hmm. I'm terrified. I'm I'm moving across I'm moving the country and again. My name, exactly, yes. exactly. So then to just be like, yeah, oh, we're good. I mean, I yeah. know I, I fought one off with a gun, so yeah. we're good. Yep. Like I don't even need to tell my wife about this anymore. And yep. And then they, like you said, they found him on the boat. Yep. Maybe they didn't even know. Maybe what if it was just a off chance not that they only were just, also vacationing and not only just the boat but they the boat took off from california so across the country ah so across yeah yeah they followed him across the country waited on the boat for nine days and then attacked at 3 a.m yeah i mean this whole thing is just insane i mean there's, there's a reason nobody bought it so i'm gonna let people in the fact that we're even the, like being goofy about it is a waste of yeah, time like it's so stupid the, i'm gonna let people in our own little life of we we like to consider ourselves active um yeah we like we to met go to the at gym. a gym yeah so. <laughs> yeah never at 3 a.m have we been like let's go for a run no no there's been times mentally where it's like that would sound so great right now but yeah I'm we've not yeah. getting out of bed no so they're jogging especially a, on your fucking on honeymoon cruise? dude yeah, yeah. what I, it would have made more sense if we were like we were having a discussion or a debate or something or like and we were just like walking trying to get some for like but exercising i don't know it's so stupid and the railing's tall it was just so dumb there's just so yeah. many things you guys already heard it we already went through it all it's so dumb yeah it's just so stupid i don't yeah, yeah i it's just i would love to hear what everyone has to say about this i mean it's probably the same shit that we're talking about it's just insane just ridiculous that's why this case is like i don't want to make light of anything but it's comical yeah it's like and, just and, on the scots part it's just so and comical. the reality too of just like i mean he only served 30 years for it yeah i don't really know how i feel about that yet no i don't either but I've, and i couldn't find anything about where he's released from if he changed his name i couldn't find anything yeah. i was looking up like jailhouse records and shit it didn't say anything yeah I'm, i don't know i, I would say i, I who knows yeah, what he's even know. fucking doing, right? I mean, he's not even licensed chiropractor, so you know he's not practicing. He wasn't even licensed to begin with, but it's just sad, you know. She was sweet and kind, and from all the stuff that I saw, which wasn't a lot, for some reason this case has, like, nothing on it. I couldn't find fucking anything on it. I guess there's really not a lot to it, though. No, but you would think for such a convoluted story and how crazy this that's was, ma- it's and that's so stupid. Was. People are just like, this is fucking dumb. This guy's an idiot. And Clearly I'm not, he did I'm it not and- trying to compare anything, but this reminds me a little bit of like Casey Anthony, only in the part. Obviously, this doesn't involve a child, so yeah. I'm not trying to you know equate it, but just the part where the story keeps changing so, so much to try and fit it. Yep. Where, you know, 
she's leading like she just changes everything all the time all of a sudden there's a nanny then you don't know where the nanny lives but she like takes your kid to her house it's so stupid yeah every time she's caught in something she changes it it's just so fucking dumb well scott only changed it once he changed it a few times based oh. yeah did he like Remember? reread his book again? yeah basically like, oh, I forgot that yeah. these guys also fucking did this idiot. wow and to think that this all started with the banana Oh, yeah. Poor Karen, I, dude. I mean, she had no idea what she was getting into. He slipped on a banana at the dude, mall. Dude, so bad. Anyways. I know, piece of shit, <laughs> I don't even dude. Well, that's it. We're back. That's it. We're back. <laughs> I know. We did it. We, um, we're alive. We're married. And welcome to mm, yeah. season three, episode two. Maybe we'll stay on this theme of like newlywed honeymoon. I was trying to look up stuff. They have a whole there website is, full of like honeymoon murders kind yeah, of shit. There's, there's shit going on right now. I didn't even know there was one happening right now as we talk where some guy went on vacation with his wife. Or sorry, vacation, honeymoon. Honeymoon was like to like Thailand and he like murdered her in her sleep. It's fucking crazy. It happened like a couple months ago. The fuck? And it was the only thing popping up when I typed in honeymoon murders, what newlywed murders. Like, the I only thing. What's going on now. I want to know what Well, yeah, I want some, you know, ago. I want a whole case to yeah. do, but, you know, let me know if you guys, like, want something else. This is just kind of something that popped up because it's newly in it our lives. On, yeah. On brand for us. Yeah, kind of right now, but it's kind of, yeah, there's way too many of these cases yeah. of people wedding getting murdered murders. on their wedding yeah. the day before their wedding we've already covered one yeah so yeah jordan like, and cody jordan yeah. and cody jordan graham cody uh, and that was Peterson. only a few episodes yeah ago. so are you trying to tell me something should we <laughs> no, should no, i no, cut no, this no. podcast off before like but you know what i i think i can tell that you like you being back this? and i do too oh yeah oh yeah, so, yeah i'm stoked uh, it's cool you guys are all right which is a weird way to end a murder story, but I'm stoked <laughs> to be back. So yeah, too. we're going to keep bringing shit as long as we can, I guess. I mean, life's kind of crazy right now, but we're going to try. So what is it? Life's yeah. a dirty game. Yeah. You got to play dirty to Stay win Stay ready. You don't got to get ready. That's right. All the things. All right. Well, I, I hope you guys are uh, happy to hear our voices again. Yeah. I, I know that we're happy to hear our own voices in our head right now. <laughs> we are yeah. enjoying this to be back. So yeah. um, thank you all for... The support of are you dead or not anyway so if you guys i would love to hear your guys's walkout songs oh my god yeah. yes yes instagram whatever please send it to us i would yep. love it because this might be a good little music recommendation thing too so oh, some new yeah. gym wrecks all right you guys i guess that's it that's another episode of the uh yeah it's good to be back podcast catch on the flippity Sorry flip to ruin your days <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> bye bye adios